Hello, welcome to the second episode of Safe House. So the first episode went so well and the feedback was incredible. So thank you so much if you've listened and you've messaged me and told me how much you love it. All the messages I got were so lovely and so kind. I'm hoping you're all gonna love this episode just as much. This episode is in conversation with a really talented and creative and positive and motivating. The list goes on. I will be speaking to my good friend, Pei. Obviously, as I mentioned in the intro of the first podcast, this is a place where you can say what you want without any judgment whatsoever. We do delve into some quite deep and quite intimate subjects in this podcast and in future podcasts to come. So please be kind, listen, enjoy, kiki, and I guess we'll get right into it. Enjoy. Welcome to episode two. Hi everyone. It's kind of like a therapy session for me. That literally just gave me goosebumps. It was a moody two minutes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I posted a picture of my bum. (laughs) That was the defining moment. Oh, that was so much fun. Thank you so much. Bye. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Make sure it's recording properly. Perfect. Right. Let's go. I'm going to start. <laughs> this is it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of Safe House. Um, in the studio, the makeshift studio that I've got here, I have got with me Pei. Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Pei. Thank you so much for having me. I've never done a podcast before, so... Oh, don't worry. This is, like, so exciting. I didn't think the day would come. I'm so excited to have you here. But, yes, I'm Pei, and I am here. I'm queer. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll start. Yeah. So how how are you doing? It's it's good to see you live and in the flesh because we actually haven't spoken. We spoke a little exactly. bit before like recording, but we haven't actually spoken in person before. We haven't. This is exciting. What a way to start, eh? I know, I know, I know. But do you know what? Like it, it feels like the half an hour hold on now. Forty five minutes that we've been mm. kicking for and we've been chatting back and forth about um about the podcast and, and getting like um ideas. It feels like yeah. it's forever. Yeah, no, genuinely. It feels super comfortable. I feel like we've done this before in another lifetime or something. So. Probably, probably. <laughs> so welcome to Safe House. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit. Um, I wanted to explain the name a little bit. Yes. Because I don't think I did it in the first one, which is probably a bit... Um, no, okay. Um, so I was trying to sift through ideas about, like, obviously not all of my guests are going to be, like, from the queer community, but most of them are, and that's obviously mm-hmm. my background. Yeah. So I was thinking of like a comfortable place where you can talk about anything and completely say whatever the fuck you want and you're you're allowed to swear I'm not bleeping anything. Right, <laughs> I love that. Thank fucking goodness. Is I'm not getting monetized. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. Um so I came up with safe house because mm. it kind of like a literal definition of safe house is somewhere where you can go if you're not feeling safe or somewhere you need to go to like reside in where it's right. It's comfortable. But like metaphorically it's freedom of expression of course you can say whatever you want if if something's negative you go to your mind and you go to your safe space and that's like yes no that is genius genius great thinking yeah. right there <laughs> i wouldn't say it's genius but no i love it but that's the idea behind it so this is supposed to be a complete comfortable place for everyone to talk and it's gonna be my safe space to talk about whatever i want and also like i love that i truly i do love it yeah 
I think it's really cool that you're doing this as well, especially with lockdown going on and, you know, people feeling like they're restricted in so many dimensions. So mm. having a space where you can yeah. like have an outlet in, in a comfortable setting yeah. is perfect. It's honestly perfect timing. I think so. And I think that the thing that pushed me specifically to, towards this idea was that I was trying to get my head around the fact that there are other people going through the same thing right. because I was battling with this whole thing of like oh where is me I'm, I'm on my own i'm living at home on my yeah. own and everything's gone to shit and, and um actually it's <sighs> shut up daniel like <laughs> it's so easy to get into that space but it's just as easy to snap yourself out of it as yeah. well and get into a creative zone and that's exactly what you're doing and i love exactly. to see it exactly and i wanted to talk to other people about i think this but i wouldn't do this if it didn't help me the idea is speaking yeah, to it's kind of like a therapy session for me it is I a love little it. bit it's, it's so good i feel like yeah. i definitely need it <laughs> as well no, who doesn't right now honestly <laughs> yeah who doesn't it's it's definitely a great way to just to mm. hear other people's perspectives and also just add extra parallel experiences to this whole pandemic situation and kind of mm. move forward yeah because yeah. what we're all going through is like it's completely universal uh, exactly everyone is dealing with the same thing i feel like no matter like it's just changed everything for everyone like everyone's lives have been impacted in that sense it is completely a field where everyone experiences yeah so not 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 the complete same but everyone's been impacted i think that's more of what what i'm trying to get at a hundred percent a hundred percent so I wanted to start off by talking about how we know each other. Mm -hmm. So to begin with, I've been following you for a hot minute. A hot minute. Keeping up with pay for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if anyone else has been keeping up with what you've been doing, they'll also know what a journey you've been on, which I'm going to touch on a little bit more it's like fine. later on. But most importantly, I feel as though when I look online mm -hmm. and I think about social media and positivity Stop. i feel like you're the for me specifically you're like the figurehead for positivity that literally just gave me goosebumps like like i wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> i'm not like trying shit and i'm not like yeah. i'm not just because i've got you on here i'm not just saying that like i have asked specific people to come on here for certain reasons and one of the reasons i've invited you on here to talk is because i feel like shit and i went mm. onto instagram and saw one of your stories or one of your posts i'd be like okay oh. i need to get my shit back together Oh, thank you so much. That mean that genuinely does mean a lot because that is what I've been trying to mm. actively do because I feel like it's very easy right now to be in a place where you don't feel inspired. But because of our natural state mm -hmm. as humans, we, we're always looking to feel inspired or feel some sort of endorphins or some sort of happiness. So yeah. when we see one thing, it can have a huge impact on how we feel. Yeah. And I started to actively feel that myself when I started following more positive accounts and removing and filtering the negative ones more mm -hmm. i want to get involved i want to be part of this like communal experience of... well you're doing a good job <laughs> thank you thank you it's been really exciting so far and yeah. i'm excited to keep it going as well yeah i feel like you're always on instagram just feeding the platform with affirmations spirituality and manifestation mm. i could like i could go on forever. i'm trying i am trying i do like really admire it because we were talking a little bit before the podcast about there's so much falseness and also insecurity from a lot of people. Right, for sure. And I think 
sifting through that, finding your account does provide people with a little bit of light or a lot of bit of light. Thank you. I do feel that as well. And in sense of I've seen it a lot. I've seen a lot of negativity specifically since the lockdown has started, which is completely justified. Like yeah. people have things to complain about and as they should, because every, everything's so stressful. Yeah. But, you know, when you start focusing on better things, the, the things that you do have, mm -hmm. it just takes an extra two minutes to share your experience, to show someone that this is what I'm doing and yeah. and it's helping me. Uh -huh. So you can do it too. Yeah, especially as you said, like the way the world is at the minute with the, with the pandemic, we need more positivity right. we need more positive content out there. And I think people do look for accounts and for people mm to guide them forward and lead them through that because not everyone can come up with it like i feel like it generates from you and it, it just seems to seep out mm, of you so easily for sure i'm glad you see it that way um i find it quite difficult to like generate my own positivity i feel like i have to get it off people and it is nice to have someone like you there's obviously other people i certainly I think it's a better use of social media. Yeah, I'm so glad it resonates with you in that way. Because for me, it was very much the case that I was not, I've never been this person up until like literally six months ago. You would find me being a negative Nancy. I would uh -huh. complain when we'd run out of milk in the morning. <laughs> I'd always be like stomping my way to lectures. Like, oh my God, the gay stomp, not the gay stomp. Yeah, the, not the gay stomp. The, got, got there in two minutes, but it was still... <laughs> but it was moody. Not, it was a moody two minutes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's so easy to get immersed in all of the thoughts and the stresses of life. And I was the kind of person where I'd let it consume me to a level yeah. that actively changed my mindset. I didn't think too much into the things that I do have and the things that I am grateful for as much as the things that I was lacking and the things that I wish I had, which is such a common thing for people to do. But then at one point, as I was writing my dissertation, I was just constantly finding myself getting really frustrated, but it was right. like a new level of frustration, so. Right, and this was, was this during lockdown? This was very much during- Last year? Yes, oh God, last year, I have to say that now. But um, I know. <laughs> it was it was during the- New year, new pandemic, new lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, but yeah, it was during the first lockdown and it transitioned into um, the summer period as well. And yes. I got to a point where I was like, I need to figure out some way to keep myself energized and motivated to finish this dissertation. Uh -huh. So I was on YouTube and I just typed in a quick like, how to keep energized and it made me i think we've all typed in how to stay positive <laughs> right how to stay positive how to keep motivated how uh -huh. to finish my assignment like all of those ones and i kind of fell into a deep hole of the law of attraction manifestations right. and something about it at that moment in time really resonated with me right so of course, the way the online things work, the algorithms worked in my favor and I just kept getting recommended yeah. video after video on YouTube about these things. And it amazed me because there was this whole community of people in the world who live yeah. this life with a completely different outlook to what I was living. They could be going through right. the same things as I was, but because their mindset mm -hmm. was different, they were doing it with ease. So right. I was like, I need to know about this. And that's where it all started. And, and I think that's what you were for me. Because I'm so glad. Because from an outward perspective, if you were the only person doing that in my circle, in my whatever the algorithm is showing me, mm. then 
that's that gateway that you found when you yeah, for sure. Googled positivity. Yeah, oh, I love that. What a full circle moment. <laughs> exactly. Like you, so it's yeah. kind of like you searched for it and you found it. And then through that and through you emulating that on your platform, it's then circle narrative come round right. where you're providing it for somebody else. Oh my God. Uh, this is, this is uh-huh. what I like about the whole process because it's mm-hmm. all about the exchanges and I, as I've delved into it, I've learned more about the process of energy exchanges and how like positivity is quite, what's the word? Uh-huh. Like it captivating, it catches you really quickly as you receive it. So uh-huh. as soon as I started experiencing, I was like, you know what? Instead of going on this journey and then two years later when I'm this really super positive person making a video about it or something, let me just do it as I'm on this journey because it makes it less daunting because it gets quite exactly. scary. And it's not, it's not an overnight thing. Exactly. And I think when it's similar in where you see these things online where people have what seem like fully realized versions of themselves and and it seems really daunting because exactly they're already so much further ahead one i don't know how they got there two they seem so much further ahead and it seems unrealistic exactly and it's not very relatable 100 percent. because we're going on this journey i say we definitely me and other people (laughs) are going on this journey (laughs) with you it's a lot more accessible and that's what I like about exactly. it. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, the way I saw it when I was looking at certain videos, it would be this, you know, really zen dude with long uh-huh. hair on a mountain, sat in right. a yoga position. And his hair tells you how long he's been going on this journey for. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and it just feels like everything that flows out of him comes from a place of intense, immense experience. Right. And it's so beautiful to see, but it is daunting. Yeah, it's so, some of those videos I was like, I don't think that's going to work for me. But then you just have to scratch it back and be like i think it's important to pick the bits and take it step by step and not just take it as a whole i need to be this extreme shower of positivity straight away a hundred percent that's exactly what it is i think one of the first things i posted on my instagram that was in the realm of positivity was about Mm -hmm. affirmations and manifestations because I started this book, just a, a journal book, during the second... You can name drop the book, that's fine, they might sponsor me. No, it was it was just a journal, like, a, you know, like a blank journal. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I, it was a blank journal that I had, and you write your affirmations in it, and you write things that make you feel more energised for the day, which I'll get onto in a uh-huh. bit, but that kind of started the process for yeah. me. I was just kind of writing five things. I'm energised, I am enthusiastic, I'm empowered. And how does writing it down make a difference how is it better than just thinking about it so there's actually a rule of three that intensifies it but basically writing Mm. it down it doubles the feeling because you're reading it at the same time as you're physically writing it so the voice inside your head is affirming it at the same time right so when you write it down and you see it visually as well which is also another great point Uh especially if you do it in the morning you've got this sudden set of directions or rules kind of like a to-do list or like a recipe yeah exactly that kind of thing which we all know people like to follow (laughs) (laughs) but it's it feels like it cements that idea into your head and that's the most Uh important part because it's not like you write it down and then this aura fills you up and you're suddenly this energized person but after writing it down for right. a few days, a week, two weeks, it's in your subconscious and your body starts to work with your mind in making it into a reality. And say if you were feeling a bit lazy because the affirmation's on the tip of your tongue and it's in your subconscious, 
it kind of urges you to get up and do the thing that works towards that certain affirmation. So it's kind of like a plan, a rough blueprint of the kind of person you want to be. And then I guess if you lose yourself, mm. you've got it written down. So you can go back to it. Exactly. If you do it like even like two, three times a week, you just write those same ones down. Right. So do they have to be the same ones or can you like, depending on what day... Yeah, well, so with manifestations and affirmations, the overall concept is to come up with certain goals and objectives, but instead of writing them as like, I want to be a world famous singer, you write down like, I am a world famous singer. And it's just the power of the words I am, the phrase I am, it resonates with right. you when you say it out loud. And at first it seems quite embarrassing almost, because you're like, oh, what am I yeah. doing? This is such a weird thing to be doing. But after a while, you start to feel it. To begin with, you just write down core affirmations, maybe like one long-term one, and then a couple ones that make up who you are as a person. So your two goals for your job, and then something for abundance and health and then something about a character development. And if you keep writing them down over time, your body and your mind just knows that's something you want to do actively. It's like this to-do list that's constantly in your head. But I guess if, if it's the same to-do list every day and you're reminding yourself, you'll then think about it before you've even written it down. You're affirming yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. So that's literally what affirmation yeah. is. You're just constantly reminding yourself. Um, of these things that you have to do. And that really just propelled me into this mindset. Yeah. And then you're more open to exploring the realm of uh, positivity. So you, you mentioned that more so over the last six months is when you've kind of taken on this idea and thrown yourself into it. What kick-started that? What was the catalyst for that? Why do you think in the last six months specifically? So... I had come from, and a lot of people can relate to this, is like I'd come from a uni setting uh -huh. where it was like the end of the term. For me, it was like I was graduating as right. well. So there Which was we won't talk about because... No, that's a bitch. whole other thing. But, <laughs> but it was just, you know, at being in two different environments at uni and then at home is such a transition, especially like um, during summer periods when you're yeah. used to being on your own and having a certain structure but then being able to socialise on Excuse such an me. immense <laughs> level. Sorry, I just burped. <laughs> it's a safe space. It's the safe house. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, because you're in two different environments whilst you're at uni and, it, and then at home, it's mm -hmm. so contrasting the level of social interaction you have as it is without the pandemic. Right. Um, because a lot of people have gone from, especially, I, I certainly did the same mm. thing. I was in work, mm -hmm. you know, putting clothes out in George in, nice. in my little house in Leicester yeah. one day. And then the next day I was back home and I didn't yeah. have a job and I wasn't doing yeah. anything, didn't have uni and all anything, my exams yeah. were all online. For sure, for sure. And like... It's a big culture shock, I think. It's a huge culture shock. And it's just, you know, it's hard enough having to just go home without the pandemic on, because there's that transition period between uni life uh -huh. and home life. But then when you add the pandemic on, you can't see like your home friends or like live in like a normal structure at home either. Yeah. I could feel that it was going to impact me so much. Right. And because you also had the added dimension of the graduation blues as well. I was like, I've literally just finished my entire uni career. This era is over. And instead it's of kind it's of like educational like life blue balls literally it is it is yeah. you're suddenly thrown into a whole new structure you're not like you know logging into like your blackboard, blackboard <laughs> or whatever it may be to like um yeah. 
look at something or you, the, the thing that I was saying was like, I didn't have any more deadlines and you'd think that's a good thing, but then you're like, well, what comes next? I don't have a deadline to like go for. If you go back mm. a year ago and you said to yourself in a year, you're going to be saying to yourself, I want deadlines. It's insane. Is that something that you thought would come out of your mouth? It, no, not at all. I was gagging. I was literally gagging to finish. Um, mm. Like the, when I sent that dissertation off, I was like, this is all done and dusted. Thank goodness. Yeah. And then three weeks later, I was like, I want to read something. I need something. Yeah, like what's going on? Yeah. Because it's been our lives for so long. But then obviously when you don't have that extra distraction... The, right. the pandemic was there and it was a issue, but I was so focused on something else that it kind of made right. it easier. And then suddenly I had nothing. Isn't that, isn't that the reason why we're here right now? Literally. Because it's so difficult to put your mind to something and to focus on something, but also we kind of need it because without this side project or without a side some sort of stimulation of the brain. It becomes such a little mind upon a bubble. <laughs> it becomes a bubble of right. It, watching the news, seeing the new restrictions that are coming out, mm-hmm. seeing these people who are ignoring the rules and being frustrated because you're trying your best to stick to whatever you can, and but you also have a social life and do like little bits of things. Right. And it's like this whole way up. And it of... get, you get stuck in the mindset. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's like a vortex. Yeah. It's this like COVID lockdown vortex that you get sucked into. We need these things um, to because... keep going and to like push us. And especially when it's such a unmotivating and uninspiring time as it is, oh I personally <laughs> found it quite, you know, the fact that I was a graduate and I had to find a job and start my career and there was all of this. Off the back of a pandemic, mister. I was like, I need, I need something. I need something to keep me a bit more sane. So that's why I was like, the easiest and freest thing for me to do is just work on my mindset a little bit. I, do you know what? I haven't got a job. I'm not... I'm not learning anything. Honestly. I'm going to work on my mind. <laughs> uh, That's like, what I need. I don't know. I feel like... That's, I need that. It was very daunting. It's free for the first month. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to start buying the books because you get heavily <laughs> invested and it, it becomes a whole addiction. But Oh my no, God. That's not is, a bad thing to be addicted to. It's not. It's not. Out of all things. But the beauty of it is that it's all within us, but it's so shrouded by all of the things that are going on. As soon as you start playing about with a few things and a few practices and just kind of push the limits of your comfort zone a little mm. bit with, you know, the the weirder, more like um, holistic experiences that come with spirituality or po- mindfulness of like, you know, just closing uh-huh. your eyes or breathing techniques or any of these things. Well, I think it's something that people might have overlooked and they might have thought, well, mm. I, d- I don't need that. That's stupid. And then now we're in lockdown. And mm-hmm. we have so much time to think. Time. Your mind sure. is something that you might have put on the back burner, but now, honey, it's you and your mind alone. It's you and your mind and four walls, for sure. You've got nothing else to do. If your mind isn't healthy, right? then you're stuck together. 
That's no, it. for sure. I was like, well, I can't get a job right now. I can't go out and see my friends properly because I've been shielding mm-hmm. a lot with my mum as well because she's quite vulnerable. So there was that added stress and anxiety. So you're at home right now? Yes, I've, I've been at home since I came back in July. But when the cases were mm-hmm. lower, it was fine. I started yeah. noticing the increase and I was like, well, I'm going to have to now actually take a step back before even lockdowns were announced. But yeah. then that also came with this whole overwhelming idea that like I'm not even going to be able to go see my friends as much as I could be because we were allowed at that point there was eat out to help out going Mm -hmm. on and stuff and I felt this but still you've got to think about the people in your life and you can't just yeah living at home exactly exactly Exactly. so it was one of those ones so even though I was doing it and I felt good about doing it it was like I need to change my mindset so I don't Mm. get sucked into this vortex of oh my god this is so intense I'm just at home alone with my mom and my life has changed so much my mindset was like that I was detoxing from a lot of things and habits that I had fallen into. It starts with manifestations and affirmations that you see everywhere, you know. It's made such an increase in popularity on like Twitter, Instagram, you see the word everywhere. But then the second step in the journey always seems to be practicing gratitude. Right. Because it calms your brain. Some of the general public. Yeah, literally, (laughs) literally. Being, I've been a key worker since March. Yeah. And I've worked all the way through and not had a, a single little bit of furlough pay. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Yeah. And gratitude is something that a lot of the general public could do with. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Just the simple acknowledgement of the things that you have that yeah. people are working to give to you without yeah. you even knowing. It's so easy to get caught up in this mindset of going about your normal life coming home Mm. eating dinner going to sleep and then when something like this Uh happens that affects people so universally and it affects everyone all together at the same time it kind of makes you go yeah oh shit other people have got shit going on as well and it doesn't just take a pandemic to know that other people have got stuff going on at the same time Uh uh-huh uh-huh it, but you get wrapped up in your own life and you um we're all culprits we're all guilty of it yeah we're all gu- we're all responsible we all <laughs> we all do it it's fine like because you have to prioritize all of the things that are going on in your life but sometimes it's nice to take a step yeah. back and just list the things that you're grateful for so mm-hmm. whilst i was stuck at home i kind of flipped that and i started thinking like what do i have in in these four walls Two that I'm grateful for. I have internet, I have communication with people in this age, I have food that's easily accessible because of technological advances that brings it right to your doorstep without you even having to put yourself in danger. I have running water, Mm. I have millions of forms of entertainment if I truly Mm. wanted to. I mean, the list does like truly go on. It's so insane, so. It's something that I actually had to do because I came back and I was, you feel like the victim, biggest victim and you get your little violin out and you're like, my life's shit, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And it's something that pre-virus, I probably would like victimize myself. For sure. Oh, this is shit. I'm going to sit and do nothing. You see people like you and you see other creatives and you see them carrying on. They're not necessarily positive all the time, but there's at least Mm -hmm. one of them positive on every Mm. day. So you're like, well, all right, just get your shit together. Yeah. Your life's not as bad as it seems. You've got a bed, you've got food, you've got everything that you listed. I've got a job. I've managed to fall into a, a job yeah. and actually have money, which For is sure. things that people don't have. And I'm moaning about getting up at yeah. six. 
Like, bitch, you, you, you can get money. Yeah, and, and that's, get- it's, it's just a shift in the mindset. But then it's also so important to actually understand that emotional releases are completely valid. Whilst I am posting online and trying to be positive, the negative thoughts may be a lot less than they were five months ago, but there are still the, the thoughts that come through your head is like, what happens next? There are still stresses that you have to deal with. The healthier releases that you can practice do help when you fall into this realm mm-hmm. of positivity, which is why I try to encourage people to do it because if it was- I think it's about recognizing the negatives. Exactly. And like, not just, I mean, the positivity is a really important thing, but also, you don't have to be perfect. No. And this thing of people going into lockdown and expecting to come out a perfect version of right. themselves. like they thought they think they're going to set themselves 10 goals. You've had one, two, and three now. Where's the perfect image? Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like in the first lockdown, there was such a pressure as well that everyone was on this fitness wave. Everyone was like, I'm going to set myself yeah. these goals and I'm going to do them. I've got this time to myself. But the main thing that people were avoiding was their own minds putting that in a better place i think more than anything and all that happened was because you need the foundations we do and all that happened is we put extra pressure on ourselves to to do something with our time when the reality of it is we don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic and we don't know how long we're going to be in it but what we do know is like you said earlier we it's just you and your mind and yeah it's and you and your mind are going to be the things that come out the other end. Exactly, exactly. So you're in this together, Hans. It's not going to be. It's not going to be your like knitting yeah. phase or that one thing <laughs> that you cooked that was shit. Like the thing that's going to come out exactly. the other end is you and your mind, and it needs to come exactly. out healthy. If that's the thing that people go, oh wow, that's a good thing that you did over lockdown. Mm. You kept your mental health on check. Yeah, for that's sure. That's like, I would be impressed by that. That's all that we should be striving to do with our time right now. Taking these Mm. small, like they're very minute, free and simple things that you can do here and there to start this practice of mindfulness and being a little bit more open to the idea of positivity. Mm. It does sound from looking at my Instagram and like my journey that I've like thrown myself into this 12 hour meditative stay a day, do you know what I mean? Oh no, and I I did actually want to touch on this a little bit. There is the point that like, you're also extremely honest with with your struggles and honest in the areas that maybe Mm. you haven't been managing so well with and along the journey. And especially mm. for me, it's the transparency that I connect with so much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like the, the struggles that you go through are, are, are universal. I'm glad I'm glad that you do. It is... The honesty that allows people to... It allows them in, and it's not common. It, not everyone lets people in. Yeah, no, it, it, that's the thing. To be fair, one of my projects that came to my mind that I actually have put on hold that I want to start focusing on is taking people on Uh this journey with me through videos and trying things out. Even right now, yeah, maybe I've shifted my mindset, but the journey I've been on has been in very incremental steps and they've been so tiny. Like even if there was no pandemic and I had say like a nine to five job and I had incorporated the amount of time I have now into positivity it doesn't take up that much time in your day yeah you'd still be at this point i'd still be at this point yeah maybe obviously i'd have a lot more on my plate to juggle at the same time but in terms of just effort like energy and time but it would be more important and i think for sure we're going back to it's intimidating if you've got a lot of things on but i think mental Mm. health should be a priority 
I think it should be. And I don't think a lot of people do count it as a priority. No, I think people forget. I think it's just easily brushed away because because we live in... you can't see it. Yeah, we live in our minds. We don't take a moment to reflect because life is so hectic. And that's why people might not take so seriously what you do so well mm. because it's not something that's physical. It's not like, oh you've knitted a jumper or like oh you fixed a car yeah you don't you don't see a physical yeah. reaction of of it but it's completely valid the main thing out of everything is to just be open and aware that you do have the opportunity to reflect on your position with your mental health the opportunity to, to begin is always there just like any venture except this one's completely free yeah and that's what really spurred me on to that. It wasn't like a hobby that I had to invest in. It wasn't a talent yeah. that I needed to acquire. It was just a lifestyle that I could try out for free and see if I can fall into it. And, you know, the mind yeah. is such a stressed out thing. Bless it. Like it does go through a lot. <laughs> Fuck the mind. She's had me yeah. <laughs> doing all kinds of backflips. <laughs> like Literally, literally. She pisses me off, but when she's good she's she's good incredible yeah she does a lot for us and yeah. when we give it food for thought literally and we give it this moment of care it takes yeah. it in so well and that's why you can fall into positivity and spirituality and you see these people online now like starting to speak about this positive movement more often because you throw yourself into it and you realize, yeah, like my mind likes this. It's enjoying this peaceful state. And it's more rooted in mental health yeah. rather than spirituality. I am a quite a spiritual being myself, but yeah. the focus being your mental health and putting your mindset in a better place mm -hmm. has allowed it to be more yeah. accessible to people. And I hope that it will only grow from here. I've seen such a shift online yeah. with, even on Twitter, like I don't particularly like it, but you see the whole retweet to claim this manifestation you will wake up with like ten thousand pounds or something, uh, or like oh, bitch, I'm all over them. They might yeah. be a load of bullshit, but I'm still gonna manifest the hell out of it. Right? It gives people something like it's exciting. It's hope. It's it, it's, it's hope. You feel this yeah. like new shift in energy and the way people are thinking about these hopeful situations, and it's something that people want to explore more. And I think it's gonna arise more this year, particularly because of the pandemic. So I'm happy to be part of it. <laughs> Hello. I do apologise for interrupting the podcast at this point, uh, but I just wanted to take a second to say that, as we all know, creatives are an extremely important part of our lives, especially during these times. And this podcast, obviously, is aiming to shed light on that. It takes a huge amount of time and energy to produce something like this from start to finish. So if you've enjoyed any part of this podcast so far, or you enjoy any of the podcasts in the future, I have set up a little bit of a crowdfunding page on Just Giving. The link will be below and it's on my Instagram bio, safe.house, spelled H-A-U-S. I'll be posting it all over my socials when the episodes come out so it will be easily accessible. Any donation is absolutely amazing, even the smallest donation towards the work that has gone into the show. It just means that in the future, I can scale the podcast up a little bit, which I fully intend to do, and even be able to pay for the creatives that I'm interviewing, because obviously they're taking time out of their lives to be interviewed by me. Even if donations is something that you can't do, something you can't afford, that's absolutely fine. Just sharing the podcast on your socials would be amazing, putting it on stories, commenting, sharing it with your friends. 
if you do actually genuinely enjoy it then um, any comments or any feedback would be amazing if you don't enjoy it feedback's amazing as well but i won't keep you from the rest of the podcast so i hope you've enjoyed the rest of it thank you so much for listening well you've set me up perfectly oh amazing <laughs> you're doing very well thank you <laughs> i love that we're very in sync in this moment oh I feel like we are <laughs> talking about exploring and about this this journey and I am going to go back to the transparency and the openness and honesty that you have that takes us <laughs> along on the journey that you've had and although you say the last six months I've seen it start like so long ago in you specifically we can cut this out if you don't want to talk about this but when I first saw you online was I feel like it was kind of a journey of self-acceptance and a little bit of a self-discovery and you can probably describe it a little bit better than me but it was to do with your appearance and your the story of your gorgeous face yes yeah you're right is this something you're comfortable talking about no for sure for sure i think uh, you're actually creating a revelation in me as we speak because i hadn't thought about it so i'm interested C- please continue <laughs> <laughs> no i only bring it up because with this whole we haven't mentioned it yet but you're doing this movement on instagram which is hashtag filter free and going from someone who Mm. struggled a lot with the way they looked and moving to a place of better Mm -hmm. mindset of wanting to push for people accepting the way they are and the fact that not everyone's the same and there's no way that either of us are perfect there's no way we're speaking from a place of this is the end of my journey i've reached where i wanted to be i'm sure when you were younger when you were going through all of this Mm. that you would see yourself now and be like there's no way that's me oh for sure but you're here now and i personally feel like this is just the beginning there's so much further to go oh my goodness yeah it's literally the beginning but a hundred times more than um I would have ever imagined even a year ago or two years ago because you're right Mm. we have followed each other for a long time and there was a a few eras the first one I think that probably kick-started me being able to vocalize issues that I'm having was issues with my skin thing this like the Accutane journey would probably be which was two years ago this month wow um yeah literally this month two years ago I think that was the first time I spoke outwardly about an experience i had with something and co- it was actually that, that's where it started for me with you and it i don't know if you remember but um a few days prior to that post i'd posted a picture of like my bum in like the mountains in geneva yes i have seen that picture <laughs> i'd posted something like that and that was that was the defining moment that was actually a moment yeah for the audience listening to try and visualize it it was just like the my back um and then i was holding a glass of wine and there was just beautiful yeah. mountains in the background on this christmas holiday i'd been on and i at that point had never posted something like that online and something in me was like i just really want to yeah. break this barrier for myself excuse the pun but something so open yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be open, be free. Not at the moment, bitch. <laughs> Not at the moment. How? No, 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 no. But back then, when times were a bit simpler, 
I just wanted to kind of own this body that I hadn't actually felt like I could own up until that point. So I posted yeah. it and the, just the immediate posting it and making it public to people opened this door within me of being like... It's like coming out. Yeah, it I is. I liken it to coming out. It is very parallel to coming out in the sense that like... You open a door, Mm. and it's not a door that you can shut. It's one that's once you open it, it's open. It's open, and it's and it's it's exciting as well, and it's it's nerve wracking. But the main thing for me was that it it let me push the boundary with what I was posting online and my body comfortability. And then I don't think you've stopped either. I think it's kind of continued on. It's continued far far more than just that one photo. (laughs) <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> the start. And then I posted the Accutane one and it was just... A- That's the one that got me the most. Yeah, and I'm actually posting another one soon for my two-year anniversary. Sick. I've got a little picture plan in my head. Yeah, I wrote a bit about my story with my skin and mm-hmm. and being able to speak about it and show that there is a light at the end of what seems like a very long issue when people have like acne problems or skin problems in general. Yeah. Um, and I put a positive spin on it. I remember at the end I wrote like, you know, that it's okay to have these issues and it's okay to, to feel bad about them, but then you have to know that one day it will end and yeah you will be in a better place and i just i was completely transparent with like the severity of my acne which i'd never shown online before mm-hmm. and i was getting so many responses in the sense of people being like i can't believe you've also gone through this like i've always felt like it wasn't something that i saw other people go through yeah telling me that they feel more comfortable knowing that someone else has had bad acne like them exactly and it, that's one of the reasons why we're here right now yeah is because there's so many narratives and so many stories that I personally feel like aren't always listened to or aren't always accessible mm, to everyone. Sure. And I had issues with the way I looked, not necessarily with, with acne or uh, with specifically my face, but it spoke to me because it's a problem with your aesthetics is something that everybody experiences. Absolutely everyone, especially the way social media is at the moment. I uh, could go on about that all day. I won't, but could. Mm-hmm. Like, like the basis of what you were talking about is, is accessible mm-hmm. to everyone. For sure. And it makes it seem like almost, it, it, for, for some reason, it's shocking to see someone post something that's transparent. And it makes you think... Why is that such a shock? I know, it's really strange, but... I found it really, like, the the energy exchange I got from that post made me realise that there was something missing on social media. People weren't actively sharing these experiences that we all know we go through. And it's just nice to see. Like, every time I come across a post of someone talking about something, it makes me feel some sort of way as well. Because I'm like, wow, this person's talking about this inner thought that they've had their whole life that I've also had and I didn't think that someone else would speak about it like this and for me to be able to read so publicly. um, I hope you know that you are that person for someone. Like, to you, it's a post for you to kind of put a stamp on something and get some closure on it and and kind of move forward. But for other people, it's telling them, I'm not on my own. There's someone that's going through the same thing. Maybe they're a little bit further along, but it's kind of, it's a guide and it's a lead through. It is. And I have like, I do take the time to really appreciate that feeling because it it Mm. can be quite overwhelming to know that something as simple as putting something online and sharing your experience, 
even if it comes from a place of closure, can be so impactful to someone else. And it's made me quite emotional a couple yeah. of times. It's such a free and such a simple thing mm. to do, and it can help people. So imagine if so many people put yeah. themselves in that position. I'm getting goosebumps. It's crazy. <laughs> it is wild, though. Like, if, if social media just had this whole different perspective but it can and it does like it, you're a perfect example of it i'm gonna quickly jump from that not too far away from that but mm-hmm. talking about you posting something online and kind of having this responsibility for a certain yeah. group of people and the weight of that mm-hmm. sometimes can be quite a lot also right. your journey with mm-hmm. your kurdish background mm-hmm. and your sexual identity because bitch right that project that you did with luca oh that was so much fun oh my bloody lord because that links into the exact same thing as your accutane story in the sense that it's you Mm -hmm. having your say and being fully immersed in yourself and how you are and fully having this self-acceptance yeah for sure and just reveling in it and it also allows other people to have the same yes. thing. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So Talk. That was such an interesting... <laughs> I feel like that was one of those things where it was divine timing as well. For that was monumental, it, can I say, because those videos and photos, I'm going to have to link them because yeah. that video is the most beautiful thing it's amazing it's incredible just talk a little bit about what it was and then and then explain why it was so important so so um this photographer and videographer called ari murad he popped up to me and what he does is he scouts online with his partner in his project Immy and what they do is they scout out for Middle Eastern people who look like they have a story to tell or they want to work with um, particularly Mm -hmm. because of their Kurdish descent they've gone for more Kurdish stories to tell and what they'll do is they'll create some sort of story that's based in like a historical or cultural reference that's happened in time and because uh-huh. Kurdish stories are not very well spoken about or represented, um, especially in art as well, yeah. they will take this story that probably even Kurdish people themselves don't know much about right. and amplify it into this mix of modern and traditional art in, yeah. in the form of a collection of photos and a, and a little movie. Mm-hmm. And it's such an amazing project because it's very authentic. It's very for the greater movement. It's not... It's, it's very you. I watched it and I was like, this is the most, one, the most incredible thing. Like, when I watch it, it's just like... It is amazing. I was shocked myself. <laughs> like, so beautiful. I'm like, I wish that was me. It couldn't be me because... It, it could just, be. It couldn't. But, like, it's just... It was a moment. It was a moment. And you know what? It blew me away as well. I, I got very emotional that weekend we shot it and I saw it, the final footage because yeah. I was on this journey myself with my self-acceptance of the intersection of being Kurdish and queer, yeah. which was a journey that I had avoided for yeah. so long. And I was like, I need to face this. And that you're probably still on as well. I am. It's, I'm at the beginning. I'm literally at the beginning of it. I've, yeah. I've always tried to ignore the fact that this intersection exists and kept my Kurdish identity in my queer identity very separate but then i I was like why have i done that they literally they're both very key parts of me yeah to keep them separate is like keeping my arm disconnected from my shoulder like it doesn't make sense so (laughs) yeah i was already on this like journey of trying to on the inside just be more okay with it 
um, and speaking to people online in Kurdish communities. Yeah. Like even on um, Twitter, I'd like type in hashtag Kurdish LGBT to see if there's any of my people out there. But your um, video and that project is something that, like you, searching mm. Kurdish LGBTQ+, yeah. that is something that would come up and people For would sure. see and be like, yeah. I don't have to separate this. I don't have to hide this. And like... Exactly. Exactly. It, it can be quite... It can be quite damaging sometimes when people are trying to suppress one side sure. and trying to even understand... The other. Yeah, for, together. Yeah, for sure. Together, because I'm sure it's something that living in a time where it's very westernised. Yeah. So with the whole diaspora and, and having the cultural identity of a, a Kurdish person in a very, when you're born and bred as a London boy, it, it creates this like huge separation and adding the queer side in yeah. this triangle, which you are embracing it within your London identity and your British identity, but it's yeah. so hated upon or like just um, neglected. I think it's a dichotomy of like For sure. things that the world doesn't know how to handle. 100%. And that doesn't help you mm. because because you don't have this clear image of you're not being told what you need to be and what you what you Yeah, what, like what, how how to balance it all together. No one's But that's exactly what you can do and why this is so important is because you can decide that. That is what the, the beauty of it was like I just opened myself to the idea of putting them together and somehow Ari came to me, found me, gave me this, uh, who was like, whatever kind of project you want to do that you can relate to, we can do. And we got to this basis where I um, got mm. in Luca involved and we made it into a, the whole video and the idea of it was uh, a love story yeah. or like a situation between a fashion designer and a muse almost who came from Kurdish culture or an ethnic group um, yeah. who were living in the middle of Paris trying to find their footprint as as a queer and ethnic yeah. person and then being separated at the end and being able to right. capture that on camera is such a big thing for the Kurdish community because you don't see people do that you don't see like a queer story with a Kurdish theme so it was scary but it made me yeah. feel so just fulfilled in myself it's scary because you're speaking for such a large group of people but also, for sure, for sure, it's exciting because you're kind of one of the first voices for that kind of group. When you when you think of it, it is kind of like not that. to scare the shit out of you, but like you're making some of the first footsteps. No, I've thought about it when we published the video. Ari was very much like to me, like, this could be really big. Like, this could go in a bad way for us, um, or it could be taken really well, or it can just be out in the universe yeah. for people to relate to. But there is a chance it could go viral and mm. suddenly everyone's talking about it in Kurdistan. In some ways, I'm glad it didn't actually go viral in Kurdistan. But what it did do, which was great, I had a lot of people reach out to me who... Because right. um, Ari did have a good foundation and platform with a substantial amount of followers. And a lot of them reached out to me. And they were like queer people in Kurdistan who yeah. who wanted some sort of like... Um, just They wanted to hear about my story and they wanted to know that there was hope. And they wanted to know that I was living. It was wild. It was wild, to be fair. Like I... um. 
I was very much sat there for like a couple of days, like emotionally overwhelmed because... Um, oh, she just got goosebumps again. I feel like I'm going to cry. I was getting so many intense messages from <laughs> people who just, who were telling, just, just opening their hearts out to me. And it was crazy that they were seeing something like this because they've, right. inter- they've had to internalize it back in Kurdistan for so long. And then for it to be manifested into this artistic piece that's high quality that they can go back and watch that showcases that we're moving in a better direction was so important important for them it was so important for me i felt i ever since yeah. i felt like tenfold more grounded in my kurdish and queer identity intersecting i've spoken to people both in kurdistan yeah. and in other parts of the world who are living authentically as themselves and who want to live authentically as themselves in the future if they don't have the chance to right now i've gotten to use my language which is actually a major thing because I've only used it with like my family. So to have this whole language that I know how to speak fluently and I've not been able to use, I've just separated myself from Kurdish culture and focused on my British culture was so wild as well. And it's just made so many moves for the queer cause in Kurdistan. And I'm just so, I'm excited about the things I'm seeing, especially within these sub communities of Middle Eastern cultures that are starting to highlight the queer aspect of living in these places Uh so it it was an emotional journey but again it was one of those things that i think on my journey with manifestation and positivity came to me through divine timing like it was definitely something that because part of my Mm -hmm. affirmations at the time was to feel more grounded in myself and to be fair i looked through my book i think it was like two weeks ago my um my journal i mean that is something that would ground the fuck out of you <laughs> it did and it was like two weeks ago i did look through my journal and looked at that time period and i saw the affirmations i was writing yeah and they were very much i want to feel more fully realized in yeah. who i am i want to start living my authentic freedom and it was emotionally overwhelming again because i i looked back and i was like oh my god i've i've reached those goals through things like that project i did yeah. with ari which is called the me collective by the way like they have a whole thing going on um for don't it. worry really I'll, I'll link it below um and you know that was part of the discourse and it led me to this place somehow brought it into my reality just because he popped into my messages and yeah and i went for it um so just, just think back take like even a year ago is mm. that something that you would have jumped at I don't think I would have, you know, I really don't think I would have for many, many overarching Mm. issues. And the main one being obviously that me not being comfortable with the intersection itself to to be able to then be a main figure in this piece of art. Mm -hmm. But also you've got the body issues and the skin issues and the being on camera like that was that was probably something that I would have felt a lot even at at that time when I did film it. It was very different because you're so used to the one angle and having control of the camera. Being shot from all angles speaks to how you will have had to open up. Mm -hmm and allow allow the process uh, allow the process and also allow for the audience to see every single side of you that was so scary you can't hide anything you can't hide the camera you're fully laying yourself out onto the table that was so it was very daunting and the only reason i was able to push through it and get there is because i had started this discourse for myself of um, right 
I'm trying to be a more grounded person. I'm trying to be fearless. I'm trying to be empowered. And all these affirmations that I was putting out there, I was like, well, I'm here now. I'm going to just break through and Uh do it. Whereas if it was a year ago, even if I'd said yes to it in front of the camera, I would have probably been a floundering mess. Oh no, like I need to get this good side, get this, <laughs> like I need to put some concealer on or whatever it would have been like. Right. So it's it's definitely, I feel like it's definitely will come together really nicely to, to where I'm at now. And I'm glad because like, again, this is the reason why I'm making this podcast. Creatives are mm. so important and art is so important. Yeah. It's not just a picture and it's not just a video and it's not just a story that you put up. It's people's lives, it's representation. It is. And you're right, it you're all right. comes back to people's stories and everyone just needing to mm. express themselves, basically. Yeah, and the, the realities of what we go through every day, just every individual has this story that's brought them to where they are. Yeah. And when you start exploring art and you start exploring your creative outlets, you find that it flows out of you because it is what's brought you to this point. And that's yeah. why I'm so happy to see people come up with these creative ventures. And even like your podcast, it's bringing out these natural stories, these natural discourses that are happening yeah. to everyone um, and giving them light because we're moving towards a more transparent and more open, communicated That's the idea. Like it's, era. It's, I think if we take anything from this, it's the, the goal is to move towards a uh, place of transparency and that we're all connected mm. yeah. yeah it's such an interconnected world and i feel like everyone's lives can be quite parallel with certain things that we go through so the fact that we haven't spoken about these things enough on social media to this point is quite wild to me because we are in the perfect mm-hmm. position with how much access we have online to simply just tweet out something yeah. that we know people will relate to and get some sort of comfort from because why not it's free like we can yeah. just do it <laughs> right exactly exactly um i think that's a perfect place to wrap up yes is there anything else that you want to end on any like final lasting words um i think the main thing if anyone wants to like look into like mindfulness or positivity is to just be open and receptive to the idea that it is possible to pull yourself out of any mindset you have and the journey is not going to be a smooth one it's not going to happen overnight but the moment you decide yeah i'm going to open my eyes just a little bit to the possibility of this realm I've never experienced before that will ignite you because it's such a comforting thing to delve into sometimes. It's not even, it doesn't even feel like energy. It just feels like entertainment. It's like, it's a hobby. It's a, it's a practice that you will see comes to you so naturally because the mind craves peace and the mind craves to have clarity. So Mm. when you give it it, give it some sort of, um, you're, root the benefits yeah you will you will um reap benefits yeah. and it can happen at any point so just go for it yeah amazing i've actually enjoyed i knew i was going to enjoy this mm. i knew i was going to enjoy this i was really excited probably one of the Me people too. i was most excited to film with but i've enjoyed oh, it like you. a hundredfold <laughs> oh i'm so glad i've really enjoyed this too i feel like i i've i feel refreshed almost like i feel oh like God, I, yeah. can, I want to um go do something if every podcast is like this and every show is like this i'm gonna come out of this just an incredible new version of myself <laughs> 
Well, you said at the beginning, yeah. like, it's almost like a self-help thing. This safe space is allowing you to... It's my safe space. It's yours. The safe house. Yeah. It's... And it's the listeners as well. Yeah. And I hope that everyone feels as good as I feel right now. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm so happy that you chose me to be a part of this. It's been oh, amazing. Course. And I'm so excited to see what you do with this and how, how it impacts. Oh, I'm going to give you the villain edit. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. So right, I'll invoice you. <laughs> I'm happy to be a part of it, honestly. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on today. But thank you so much. Of course, thank you for having me. Don't worry. I hope you come back soon as well. I really want you back on the show. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you hide from me. I will. I'll be here. Let Let me know. I'm I'm ready at any point. I will. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.